everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the supernatural. A couple weeks ago I asked around if anybody knew any direct channels to multidimensional beings and if they would be interested in talking to us about Ascension. Immediately I was directed to Nora Harold. Nora has been channeling, lecturing, and doing healing work for over 25 years. She channels a multitude of high vibrational beings, including the Pleiadian Collective, Ursula, Yeshua, Calandria, and the Lemurians. In 2007, she began receiving information sharing specific techniques and technologies to facilitate the integration of the fifth dimensional identity and the reascension process that has become the foundation of her work. Here we discuss channeling, trusting yourself to be able to hear the higher dimensional beings you are in contact with, 3D experience causing unnecessary and harmful duality, and our past life when we met in Atlantis. Please welcome to your head and heart, Nora Harold. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm excellent. I'm super happy to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, uh, for everyone that's listening is that I, um, I guess I've just been, um, having a lot of stuff sent into my mind and my friends' minds and just feeling a lot of shifts and, um, the amount of synchronicities is just goofy, you know, and er everything just seems to be very magnetized um, and so many things falling into place and also so many things that were in place being shaken out of place. So uh, I felt um, like I wanted to speak to somebody uh, that speaks to other beings, all sorts of beings um, uh, particularly ones that maybe don't live on earth, um, and just kind of talk with them and discuss, you know, just, just the state of, of being and consciousness, um, and just, um, just really keep on coming back to this idea of, uh, of that we're all just one. Um, and I just really want to, uh, have have people come on here and explain that because I, I i want people to feel that um and i don't uh, we write songs about that um and we channel songs about that and we try and get that's how we kind of communicate but it's it's all from just uh intuition and we don't i don't feel like my guides at least at this point um i don't know i just feel them i don't know what they you know, like other, I, it always seems like this very magical thing for a lot of other people, especially you and what I've listened to about you. And I'd just like to know, yeah, more about your experience and what it's like. And, and you've been doing it for so long. Um, and I would just like to know your experience with these beings and, um, and yeah, just start there, I guess. Yeah, that's a great place to start, Bonnie. <laughs> I loved what you said about oneness. Thank you. Yeah. It's really the foundation of my work. Is, cool. Yeah. Um, I remember, oh, this is such a fun, this is a funny story to tell a musician. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kenny Loggins had a song out, I don't know, like, 
almost 30 years ago, I think. And the theme was oneness. And it was right at the time. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, and it was right when I was becoming conscious of my direct voice channeling abilities and conscious of connection with other beings. Right. And I think that's what you're talking about here. Yeah. There's, we're all connected. Yeah. There's, well, I'm sorry, but yeah, I guess just, just to, to, for you is I feel like I woke up to the concept of waking up and, yes. but I'm not, I'm like struggling through the like lack mentality and mm. uh you know and mm. the trauma stuff and i'm just like you're mm. you've done that so yeah i guess please continue <laughs> yeah i'm so excited to hear this so yeah kenny Loggins had this this song out and and it was about oneness and and it really grabbed me right and and i noticed that it grabbed me and and i didn't even fully understand the concept and then so, so this is in the, the mid to late nineties, right? I, I started, I had my first conscious contact experience in November of 1996. Can I was, you, yeah. yeah. Can you tell that story? Please? I'll tell the story. <laughs> yeah. So I was living in Chicago. I was waitressing. I'm, I grew up in the Chicago area. So, you know, that's actually, um, and, and that's a source of connection for me as well. There's something about, Chicago, the collective consciousness of Chicago. Oh, wow. And, and a portal that exists over Lake Michigan that facilitates, uh, connection, contact and awakening. So cool. Yeah. So I, I would often meet people who tell me they'd moved to Chicago. They didn't really know why they had moved there. Um, and then they'd have these big awakening experiences and shifts in their consciousness and, that And it be, just really became clear to me over time that there's something there that facilitates connection and contact, just as there are in many other places on the planet, right? Like, but that is something I noticed about Chicago. Cool. So I was waitressing and acting. So I was, uh, you know, trained as an actress, went to school for acting, acted, directed, produced throughout most of my 20s. And then I had a, a pretty dramatic breakup with someone. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I had to find, yeah. Like <laughs> I was, a, a twin flame kind of thing? Oh, uh, yeah. She definitely was okay. a soulmate. Yes. Okay. She was a soulmate. Yeah. I was, yeah. Is. I'll say she is a soulmate, okay. right? Because yeah. she still exists. Yeah, yeah. I still exist. Yeah. Our relationship is just in another format right now. Yeah. So when she and I separated in this very dramatic way and I felt completely flipped upside down at 29 years of age, my desire to seek, which I'd always had, right? I'd read tarot cards for years and played with crystals. And I mean, when I was eight years old, I would lie in bed and I didn't realize it at the time, but I would go into a lucid state. So, and I'd start to have a conversation with someone in that lucid state and I didn't know who they were, but I could feel them and all of this love and all of this information. And I was raised Catholic, right? So from my perspective, I was about to find out who God actually was, right? (laughs) And then it would just stop. So 
part of that is because I was eight years old. I didn't have the intellectual maturity, emotional maturity to understand what I was doing, what I was trying to access there. And also part of it was you cannot adequately play the game of separation if you have a visceral understanding of connection. And so here in the third dimension, we play the illusion of separation, right? You are in a separate body. I'm in a separate body. Everyone is separate. We have separate genders and races and religions and on and on and on it goes, right? And it reinforces the notion that we are alone, we're individual, and that we are not one. Right. And part of the game we're playing right now is coming into that kind of density of separation and then giving ourselves permission to remember at some point, oh, we are one, right? So for me, that remembrance came on this November night in 1996 when I was sitting with a very dear friend of mine, Amy, who also read tarot cards, right? And she was telling me about she'd made a new friend. This person was channeling. This person had direct connection with her spirit guide. And immediately there was just this excitement I felt. And I said, let's do it. Like, let's try. And she said, yeah. She said she had been trying and she'd gotten some like drawings. She's very clairvoyant. She sees like just incredible things. So she'd been doing it in a very visual way. I said, okay, let's try it together. So we just sat and we meditated just for a very short amount of time. And she and I love each other very much, Amy. So there was just already this like yummy love (laughs) feeling in the room, right? Yeah. Even though I was heartbroken and depressed, (laughs) right? But there was all this love. And then suddenly I felt slash knew slash heard a voice. Didn't see anything. Felt new herd that's kind of my strengths yeah this yellow being who told me that he loved me unconditionally and directed that feeling to me and it was an experience of love unlike anything i had ever had in this life before so cool right yeah and I knew he was a main spirit guide and I knew his name started with an M and I identified him as a male, right? He felt, he felt male to me. They're not really, they're not really male or female, right? They're, they're (laughs) non-binary, right? I mean, we're really all, that's the truth of all of us as well, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, totally. (laughs) That's what's so interesting to me is we, yeah, is our separateness and, I guess we can talk about that later, but how it, how it came to be that we are so separate and believe in such, um, duality and all of these things. And is this unique onto earth or? It is unique to earth. And I, uh, my memories tell me. So I'm talking about past life memory here. Yeah. So I have 
I have access to a lot of my records and experiences yeah. just through my channeling work, right? That right. facilitated. So that's what happened next, right? Okay, I connected sorry. with, yeah, no, it's okay. Continue. I connected with, you're heading right where I was I, going okay, anyway. Okay, so okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing one of my Atlantean stones oh, to, cool. to remind us to yeah. talk about Atlantis and you already went there. I wrote that down. That's <laughs> yes. so funny. I was like, I need to talk to you about Atlantis. Okay, yes, cool. absolutely. Perfect. Yes. Well, last night I was like where do i know bonnie oh atlantis oh cool i can't wait to hear (laughs) so i had this so this first experience of conscious contact was it was brief it was not even a minute right okay because that was all i could hold at the time for sure right yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i think that's part of the issue like people perceive wanting contact and experiences and the expectation is that it should be very lengthy, very dramatic. Like they should go from putting their finger on the keyboard of a piano to playing an entire concerto. Right. I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's that's my journey has been step by step by step to the point where I direct voice channel very easily today. But that is not something I could do 25 years ago. 25 (laughs) years ago, I could barely hold my freaking vibration for 10 seconds to have a connection with a six dimensional being. I love that. That's a really, really cool way to explain it. Cause yeah, it's, I think it's frustrating for people because it's, it seems like for people like you, it's like, well, it's just so easy for everyone else, but mm. cool. <laughs> yeah. So what happened then after that night was I, I just went through a very radical transformation similar to what I have heard from people who have near-death experiences. Okay. Okay. So I was completely changed. And there, and there was not. So that's so interesting. Yeah, I'm so curious no. about this near-death experience. Okay. Yeah, there was cool. no actual near-death experience, right? It just right? happened. Okay. It just happened. Wow, and so I woke cool. up. Yeah, I woke up the next morning still Nora, right? Yeah. I didn't change my identity, but Nora with a completely new perspective on reality. Yeah. Which allowed me to start facilitating accessing my past life memories and records and playing with energy and you know i was waitressing at the time at this crazy uh crab shack and barbecue in chicago <laughs> called bub city which seated like 600 people oh my when god it was at capacity yeah it was a huge restaurant wow and i'm walking around the restaurant like you know a friend of mine hit his head and i'm like putting my hand on his head and healing his head wound right? yeah and waiting tables and hearing voices and it Jeez. was yes so all of this so it was on does it come and go so then it did, right? Okay. Then it felt, Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Now I just want to know everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt like I had no control over a lot of it. And I was feeling um, like when I was consciously channeling. So Amy and then Wendy, the other friend and I, the three of us started getting together on a very regular basis and became very dear friends, right? So we would channel together way late we all were waitressing and then we get together at midnight and channel till four in the morning right and uh, multiple times a week and we're having all these memories and this is when the Pleiadians showed up for me as well and for all of us so the three of us together had that Pleiadian connection as well 
And I remember standing in the kitchen of the restaurant one night because I'd just gotten a piece of information about somebody I was serving and it was distressing a piece of, of trauma, a trauma piece about right. the couple I was interacting with because she was kind of sending out a request for healing energetically. Right. So I stopped, I, I just stood in the kitchen and it was like super busy and crazy. And I just yelled, shut up. Right. Like oh and all the people I worked with knew what I was experiencing. Cause I'm yeah. very, I'm not quiet about anything yeah. ever. Right. Like yeah. I'm a total open book. Yeah. Here's what's going on with me. So yeah. they were just like, yeah, whatever. Right. And I very clearly heard we're always transmitting to you. It's up to you whether or not to listen. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's so cool. So Bonnie, they're always transmitting to you. Yeah. Always. Your connection is already there. It's already established. This is true for all of us, right? It's just a matter of putting ourselves in the heart space fully to receive. And you do receive all the time. Yeah. And yes, your music is your conduit. And in some way, I hear you devaluing that connection when you talk about my experience of channeling. I can't sit down and write a book. And that's one of the things I want to do, right? And I look at all this channeled information that comes out via book form and I'm like, not a good enough channel, right? <laughs> like yeah. we all go through this. Yeah. And this part of separation, right? We compare and contrast. Totally. And yes. And also I so get that desire, that curiosity to know who it is you're hanging out with, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to have those identities and those names. For me, it was just a, a really a matter as well of choosing to completely suspend my disbelief and just yeah. go with it. Whatever I was getting, go with that information, go with the the sense of who they were. Yeah, that's so cool. And yeah. when you um were like, channeling with your friends what did that look like like how did you guys do that together so that's a great question um it looked like uh lots of coffee and, <laughs> cig <laughs> and cigarettes and you know music on in the background like it was total play right yeah. none of us none of us thought oh i'm doing this because i want to go have a career as a channel right, right? it was like three chicks in our late 20s early 30s hanging out being as witchy as we possibly yeah. could together and we would do readings for one another and then we started to bring people in right so cool. when we would bring people in then we would channel for them and it was sort of it was sort of like this tag team channeling experience, <laughs> cool. right? So <laughs> we each supported the other in doing it. And the support is huge, yeah. right? Support is, yeah. I think it's, to be able to do anything, we have to have support. Yeah. Well, I think, I think uh, for me, why this is coming up now is that I just like, uh, broke, like I had hammered up wood over the door of being able to be supported and like, just recently like pulled off that so i'm like ready when you are ready to be supported the amount of like support it's just a you know it's a crazy thing so i'm just like yeah i just want uh, if you're not ready to be supported you're not really supporting anyone i thought i had been this whole mm -hmm. time but it was just like like oh, i can help oh, i can help here's mm -hmm. a way to help but now i'm like oh if i'm healthy and i 
and you know, actually accepting support, I can actually support. So yeah, this is yes, and su and support to a greater degree. Right? Yeah, yeah, because you're always. I mean, no matter how guarded you are, I can never imagine you as not truly being supportive. But I oh. totally <laughs> hear. I mean, you're you're such a love, Bonnie. Like you just. <laughs> Like you, and you have such fairy energy. The, oh, wow. You know, the, yeah, the fairies were also Thank very you. present with me today, talking to me about you oh, and some cool. of your origins in the fairy realms. So I should be clear, um, when I speak about the fairies, you know, cause yeah. we're programmed to see them as these tiny winged little beings. Much, yeah. I don't know much about fairies because I've, I just, I'm j just open. Like I've just opened up in the last, I, I closed it off specifically mm. with drugs, like, cause I didn't get what was going on and it was mm. scary. Mm. Um, just, yeah, a little background is like when I was like 16, I went to the loony bin because of these things that seemed, you know, seem a little crazy. Yeah. Um, but I knew it and I felt it. And then I did drugs to keep it away because I was like, I'm not supposed to feel this way. And then recently uh just like i was like this is real though i can just tell like it you know and and having friends and people like you and just I, i'm like safe and everything's fine but i just this stuff is real and blocking it didn't help so i think embracing it is the only way to live so i'm 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 brand new to it so i don't know anything about fairies please tell me <laughs> <laughs> so well, you know, we're kind of programmed to see them as these tiny winged little mischievous beings. Yeah. Right? So they're, they're actually fifth and sixth dimensional beings, meaning okay. their energy is gigantic compared to the energy we express as third dimensional beings. Um, and there's a, there's just a huge kind of umbrella of beings that fall into that term fairy, right? Yeah. I see and all the mythical beings that we're aware of on planet earth elves and gnomes and dragons and pixies yeah. and brownies and centaurs and right on and on they kind of all fall into this fairy realm this realm of existence and the fairies vibrationally and genetically are closer to us humans than any other beings in existence okay. because they vibrate on a fifth dimensional frequency, which is the vibration that our higher selves vibrate at. And we are in the process of downloading that fifth dimensional vibration into our third dimensional bodies. Okay. okay. So that's my take on Ascension. I know okay. that you're interested in talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So that's awesome. So, okay. So it's, it's, so the third dimension is is what we are are like our the way we can like sense taste smell um sight all of that generally is like third dimension and then I see yeah I see them as rules right so okay. there's rules for every dimension and every dimension is really just it's a level of consciousness. Okay, right? cool. Yeah. So it's, it's not a location outside of us. Yeah, I, cool. Thank you for Which, saying that. And, and it's so interesting because as I have, so, so I've been a direct voice channel now for over 25 years, but I long before that then was doing other kinds of intuitive work with tarot and right. So 
I've had many different definitions and understandings and interpretations of all of this. Yeah. Going back <laughs> from when I first started yeah. to where I'm at today and who knows where I'll be a decade right. <laughs> from now in my beliefs. Right. So I used to see the dimensions as way far away, right? Right. Like super far away. Yeah. Because I was perceiving it from my third dimensional consciousness. Right. Which tells you if there are numbers, you go up. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah. And, and the rules for the third dimension are, right, matter is solid. Yeah. Time is linear, right? Yeah. Yes, the <laughs> senses that you talked about, right, our main senses in our bodies, those are connected to our third dimensional experience, right? So we have these rules and scientific okay. rules and physics and structure that define the third dimension. Okay. Actually, my experience and work has told me and shown me that we are currently transiting through the fourth dimension. Right. Meaning we're yeah. playing with fourth dimensional concepts in our own consciousness. Which and those are um sorry, I'm making this a little oh I'm like I wanna see you bigger. Um okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so and can can you explain that, the fourth dimension? Yes. So primarily the fourth dimension breaks the illusion that time is linear. So this is why time is like what the <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> For the last Especially for the last decade. Yeah. Since the winter solstice of 2012. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I'm hearing, yeah, yeah I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of stuff about that, that solstice. So this is cool <laughs> to hear more about it. Um, yes. The shift. What I'm aw- yes. That, that shift that occurred on the winter so that solstice. That was the fourth dimension. That was the upload of the fourth dimension. Yeah. The, the, I, we were already beginning to kind of play around in it, but the winter solstice of 2012 really gave us all access to begin to play with time and matter in different ways. So in the fourth dimension, matter absolutely can still be solid, but it yeah. also can be porous. Okay. It's both. Yeah. Which is why we're accelerating through our manifestation process and bringing things about more quickly here on planet Earth because matter is not as dense as it used to be. Okay. So I see the fourth dimension as so fourth dimensional consciousness. Yeah. It's like a white it's like a whiteboard where you can throw onto it the rules of the third dimension or the rules of the fifth dimension. Oh, wow. And play between those realms. The way we're playing with this in our bodies is we have always been our fifth dimensional consciousness. We've always been our higher selves. This is the truth of who we are. We are source energy. We are love incarnate. This is our identity. This is the source of our value. It's the source of everything for us, right? Yeah. We could just sit here and do nothing the rest of our lives and be completely valuable because... We exist. Yeah. Which allows us to access oneness. Right. If you suddenly get that everyone else truly has value simply due to the nature of their existence. Yeah. Then we start to create systems on this world that takes care of everyone. Right? Yeah. We start to create policies and change and begin to 
integrate with one another, we heal racism and homophobia and transphobia and anti-Semitism and on and on. You know, the list is endless of the distortions of fear that are manifesting as hate, that we are in the process of healing due to oneness. And part of this is the integration of our fifth dimensional consciousness. So on the winter solstice of 2012, all of our incar- all of our blueprints for incarnating, all of our contracts, everything expired. Oh wow. Okay. So the way <laughs> the game had been playing on planet Earth up until that point, at least going back as long as my memory will let me go back and I can't even put a number on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Going back to the seeding of this planet with extraterrestrial life forms, right? By extraterrestrial life forms, if that's what you want to believe. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you tuning yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Was that one? On my face, I what did she just say? No, I mean, no. This is I. I. What's interesting is that um, this information. It's. I mean, it's interesting but it's not shocking is the same information um across all of the all of the people i'm talking to uh that i just this is the first time i've talked to this is this is right where you're supposed to be you're saying obviously you know is exactly what needs to be said um but what's interesting is that um the people that identify as as strictly like or not strictly but identify as mediums and the people that are abductees contactees um, and psychic community, I mean, everyone has been talking about some form of this, um, but everyone's kind of waking up to the, the fifth dimension idea. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's so interesting that it's just what you're saying is, is tying it all together because it's what mm-hmm. everyone's feeling. They're just not really looking at, they're not looking at the oneness and being like, Oh, if I'm getting this, that means other people are getting it and, and people don't realize that everyone is everyone's channel. getting it. Yeah. Everyone's just, doing this. Yeah. Everyone. So I think this, this is exactly, exactly important. I don't think it's, I think it's, it's great. It's great news. <laughs> it's yeah, great news it is. All around. But it I, is. when, when you say contracts, that's something I'm mm-hmm. like, we all chose to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, did the other beings cho- choose to be where they are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what one question I have is, if we chose to be here, um, was it this system of like, like this system of just like uh, gender, um, race, all of these weird things that, you know, is just, is based on duality. Like it's fine to have a gender, but it's not versus something else everything's fine obviously but i'm just it seems like this duality this need for making things the most whatever evil yeah or winning yeah dominance dominance right and winning and yeah is that what like did we make that and no okay it didn't start on planet earth Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually a byproduct of the third dimensional existence. In the third dimension, you, quote unquote, get (laughs) to play in duality, right? I put that in quotes because, you know, when you're in non-duality, it could seem fun. 
to incarnate into a system of duality and outside of the body outside of the third dimension we are in non-duality yeah so i that's so so i could imagine myself being like oh that sounds fun like exactly one lifetime yeah. uh <laughs> one, but, one lifetime <laughs> or whatever i don't know it's I not think, that <laughs> no part of part oh god you've like you've had so many lifetimes in duality oh, really? oh yeah absolutely okay, i don't know anything about it <laughs> yes i, I mean you're like it, you're oh. not new you're certainly not new to this world that's oh, very really? that's clear to me yes oh, okay I, I thought like the it feels like the first time to me i'm like every day feels like the first day every thought I'm, mm. but I'm a very present person. So everything is like the first time. And I'm like, Oh my God, the dog still likes me today. Oh my <laughs> God. Like squirrels are still getting nuts, you know? So I don't like, yeah, every day seems totally brand new to me. I, I don't know why. That's um, your, that's so your fairiness. You definitely okay. <laughs> bring just this, like, it's a sense of magic. Oh, cool. And wonderment. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's yeah. wonderment. So that's not from, being a first time that's just no that's your love of this planet uh, okay cool i do love it you I do really do right um that's cool so okay that really helps i really appreciate that that <laughs> idea of the third dimension just kind of makes that um and it's it's a byproduct of it and uh that makes so much sense to me i didn't understand um because also I just recently heard that, um, and you, maybe you can help explain this, but, um, so you, you choose to be here and you choose, you, do you choose your astrological sign and typically you, yeah, you choose your birthday, then your planets and the alignments and all of that. Mm, and there's some wiggle room there, right? Yeah. Like sometimes, like I, I just met a woman who's, who's, child was born three weeks early and my sense of that was well that's because he really wanted to come in yeah. on that alignment right yeah but those things all are very flexible as you're right. preparing for your incarnation and one of the things that changed on the winter solstice of 2012 when it comes to choosing our incarnations is an issue around suffering okay so Prior to the winter solstice of 2012, we built suffering into our lifetime experiences as teaching and evolutionary tools. Okay, like karma and stuff? Yeah, more like I'm going to choose to incarnate into a family and be abused because that will allow me to access a level of understanding about X, Y, and Z, and then I'll become this person. That's what I was about to ask you in the next question. So thank you for answering <laughs> yeah. early. Please continue. <laughs> I will. Yes. So what, what happened is we began to then expect suffering on this world. Wow. Yeah. What happened then is we began to believe that unless we suffered, we were not actually growing or evolving. Wow. Yeah. We got to the point now where we have understood collectively that all suffering gives us is more suffering. That's it. Wow. The thing that creates evolution is love. Yeah. Right? That's so cool. Yeah. And joy. Yeah. And joy. Yeah. 
Right. And that's, that is also the, some of the foundation of my work. Now it's interesting because prior to the winter solstice of 2012, I would have flat out told you, Oh, your abuse was there because you planned it. So you yeah. can become the person you want to be. And what that would have done is it would have given you some mental soothing, mental healing, right? Like, right. ah, that makes sense to me. Right. I feel better. But you don't actually feel better from that, right? That doesn't address your emotions. It doesn't address underlying trauma. It doesn't address the way trauma expresses itself in the body yeah. in the form of illness or addiction or anything, right? It doesn't address any of that. It's just a nice thought. Right. When the winter solstice of 2012 happened and all of these contracts expired, this contract around suffering expired. Wow. So just now it's taken me a few years to yeah. integrate this, right? Because I'm 54 years old. Yeah. It's a huge, there's a lot of decades believing my suffering served me. Right? Yeah, totally. And I suffered as a kid. So it I'm was sorry. very relieving for me initially to believe that my childhood abuse made me the healer and guide I am. Yeah. And then, man, 2020, right? Yeah. It just brought home so many expanded truths to me. Yeah. And one of them is that I am not who I am because of my suffering. I'm who I am despite of my suffering. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. And I wonder, like, who would I be if I hadn't suffered? How much more help could I be? How much more service could I do if I weren't carrying with me the trauma connected to my suffering? So I think this is a part of that shift that we're going through. And so we're seeing it in our bigger systems, right? I mean, the right. you look at the Black Lives Matter movement, like, holy shit, collectively, we're saying no. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah, there are still, you know, the beings who are running such distortions of fear that yeah. their hatred is blinding them. They exist. We clearly saw that last year and continue to right. see it. But the majority of our worldwide population is moving away from suffering. Yeah, totally. I That's awesome. I mean, I do think, or the way that I kind of have been looking at that is um, like how just like millennials kids now are kind of just like no like no we don't like they don't see limitations on their power the way that like our generations did and also gender all of these things where it's like you're this you have to be this you are acting too much like this like and the the whole duality stuff seems like it's going away and it sucks that we had to have the um like the abusive part and the the suffering, but I think it needed to maybe have that in order for their for us to have kids and teach kids and have a new generation of people that are like, I would never do that, or, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. It's like where we thought we needed to do something, live a certain way because that's what used to be right. It's like those ideals are going away and it sucks that we had to do it, but you know, it seems like we are helping everyone else kind of like put their foot down and be like, this is my space. Like, I'm not going to be small, like standing up for what we need. And these things are not true. There is no like these systems don't work at all. They've never worked. It's not they're not going to work like 
Oh, they work. They work. Right. They work to support the one percent. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> they work to support the power structure. That's they work exactly. exactly as they were designed. Yeah. Yes. Well. No. Yeah. yeah. The teardown is the you know death to the patriarchy and yeah. a shift out of uh, the oligarchic right dynamics and paradigms we have going on even in this country is it's time. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I feel like it's happening. I mean, I, I, it is. I do. Yeah. I feel it is like happening. It, okay. It cool. Is. Yeah. yeah. Cause yes. it's, people are starting to, I think, I mean, I thought it would be, I thought it would look a little bit different, yes. but, uh, it seems like people are, this was a, this last year was an opportunity. Um, while it was a lot of horrible stuff, one thing it was, it was an opportunity for people to be like my body in the, it matters in the way that it's real right now and it can affect the lives of others. And like, yes. I think just sitting with that, I, I know that it didn't hit everyone, but I think enough people kind of saw that. And like, um, although it's very weird what's going on with how many people don't see it that way, I feel like enough people have now started moving towards wanting to improve themselves and the way that they love themselves and i think that that's like obviously the first step towards all this um but absolutely it's it's a very confusing time and (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm i mean i'm definitely like you know i advocate that covid is real it is happening i've lost people to it i know many people who have thank you i know many people have lost people to i lost my first love to covid so hearing about that was um was really uh, disorienting, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, at some point, I probably wished him dead because <laughs> yeah. who doesn't with your first love? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that was dark, man. No. I just went dark. That's okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. So I've all, you know, I've right away, I, I, I knew about the pandemic before it happened as well. I was working on Bernie Sanders' campaign. Oh, cool. Um, I worked for Bernie, Yay. both of Ber- I worked for both of his presidential campaigns Aww. as a full-time volunteer both times working more many more hours on his campaign than my own work even during those thank years thank you but, for doing that thank you but that <laughs> what, but that is my work right i don't see yeah. a differentiation between uh my work as a channel supporting integration and reascension and yeah. the truth of oneness and bernie sanders who supports public policy that embody oneness right yeah, yeah. um so back in the fall of 2019, I was, I was working on it as campaign and my husband, at, so I'm by, I'll just share that because I referenced my ex-girlfriend now I'm oh, okay. referencing my husband, but I like to claim that publicly because I think the cool. more of us who claim our sexual identities publicly that are different from a dualistic interpretation of sexuality, right? Yeah. The easier it is for everyone else Thank to claim theirs. Sharing. Thank you. You're welcome. That's awesome. So he said to me, right, do you think Bernie's going to win the primary? And I said, and I just said, no, I think that there's going to be a pandemic and it's, it's, it's going to, you know, we're not going to go the Bernie Sanders way. We're going to go death and destruction. Yeah. And then I completely forgot I said it. Yeah. 
and four months went by and That's- COVID start COVID started and initially I was like, whatever, we've been here before, yeah. right? SARS and Ebola, blah, 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 blah. And then when Newsom announced uh, the California schools were closing, I was like, oh my God, holy shit, this is it. Yeah. This is that pandemic. Did you know that psychically or did you channel that or? That's a great question. Um, if you can uh, differentiate. Yeah, it, I can differentiate yeah okay that was more a psychic that was a that was psychic moment yeah i'm and can i just ask you a a fun question i guess is um i mean you 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 knew that and you predicted that but um did you like i woke up on january 1st 2020 and i was like this is a different place this is gonna be the best year ever (laughs) this is the most energetic I have ever personally felt I was energized, excited. Every single day was filled with synchronicities. I saw every 11, 11, everything was just like, hello, we're here. I mean, just like, like probably how you, your life is, but I think most people don't have that where it's just like every, you pick up the phone to text someone, they're texting you about, you know, just every single thing, every dream was just like, um, I had like other people's dreams and I'd call them and be like, Hey, I had your dream last night, you know, and just like, I was just like, this rules. Like, I love this energy. Um, and then, yeah, I just, did you have no energetic? Okay. Nope. Because okay. I feel like that was yours personally. And it's funny when okay. you talk about how that must be what my life is like. Like, my life is so fucking normal, right? Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have. I hope it's okay to swear on your show. I think it is. I have <laughs> telepathic transmissions with people, right? Yeah. And my dogs. and yeah, right? yeah. But it's very normal. I mean, I'm like, I'm very Midwestern and, and yeah. quote unquote normal. Right. Well, I just mean, yeah, just. Because, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like tapped in. It was. But I do think people have that perspective about me, right? That I'm living a different life. No, like I do the dishes and my laundry. I remember once I was closing out. So I started my career as a tarot, right? Isn't that crazy? Um, I would do uh, tarot card readings at the metaphysical bookstores in Chicago. I was a dollar a minute tarot card (laughs) reader, (laughs) right? And one night I said to someone, she said, what are you doing after work? And I said, I got to go home and do my laundry. She's like, couldn't you have said you were like going to go do a spell or (laughs) I'm like, but that's not the truth, right? Like, I think that's part of oneness as well is really seeing. I mean, you know this about the entertainment industry, right? Seeing people that we see as special, seeing them also completely as human. Yeah, I yeah, I tend to see everyone as super special. You know, like I, I do mean, too. Yeah. Or see everyone, then everyone is super special. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but without differentiating, right? If Yeah. Right. Yes, no, because we are all super yeah. special. Yeah. And and yes, in my personal life, I absolutely benefit from living in a more consciously connected way. Of course yeah. I do, right? Yeah. Like that's true for all of us. Okay, I was I was saying something about oh, 
at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, I feel, you know, there was an astrological event that happened yeah. at the beginning of 2020 that con on January 12th. I was just looking at it because I knew we were going to talk about it. The conjunction of Capricorn and Pluto. Oh, no, the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, right? So yeah. I knew coming into 2020 that it was going to be a really um, challenging year. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. Because it was all about that conjunction, that astrological event is all about challenging the power structures. Oh, wow. And not only did <laughs> we have the pandemic to contend with in 2020, but we had the election, which yep. like... I remember in October of 2020 into the first couple of weeks of November, I felt like I was being completely compressed yeah. by the energies of both the pandemic and the election. Yeah. I had never experienced that kind of feeling in my life before. Yeah, totally. I got, I was sick for six months. Oh, uh, wow. Cause uh, I know what you mean though. It like, I yeah. just, I just took everything and like swallowed it and put it in my stomach and different parts of my body, like hid it at the bottom of my finger or hid, just like spent the whole time, like placing emotions in my body. So I wouldn't have it in my head. Uh, and I got sick, which is so wild that it, you know, the emotions are real and like, you can't, you have to process them. Um, and it's not possible really, or we've not ever, I don't think our body is meant to process that much fear and intimidation for that long. Like every day of that year was sustained yeah, trauma. Yeah. That and the, yeah, the president and just, and, and being able to, um, for me, I, I, uh, yeah, I became addicted to being like, I can't believe he just said that this is worse than yesterday. I can't, you know, and just mm. getting in that cycle mm. of like, um, yeah. And just, uh, I mean, it was, that's, that's interesting that it was, uh, I could like a planetary or there was a, a map oh, yeah. for that. Cause it just, to me, yeah. I was like, just stuck in the mud like up to here just like oh my god like why is this happening and just like and then yeah even when he when he got coronavirus I was like one of the worst days for me because I was just like at that point I was like I can't take this anymore like it's you know consuming me or just like um it just felt like you know, to, for some reason that day was like where I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I got really drunk <laughs> mm -hmm. and like, and then was just got and sick. left. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And then it was disassociated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when I like woke up, it was like, oh, you're just sick now. You're going to be sick for like six months. It was, wow. it was crazy. But yeah. How did you take care of yourself? I went into ultra caretaking and helper mode. Okay. That's a good way <laughs> to do it. <laughs> So I spent and have spent yeah. the large part of the last year on social media, on Facebook specifically, helping as many people as I can through both the pandemic, um, the infiltration of QAnon and cult thinking into the New Age and spiritual communities, which has been devastating. Oh, I didn't even... 
that I couldn't even like. I'm sorry that you had to even know what I, any of that stuff means. Yeah, I, I became aware of it almost immediately. I had a friend tell me about it back in late 2017. QAnon. Oh my god. So I'm so I sorry. Oh, thanks. I immediately knew what it was. I knew it was a complete um, psychological operation being used to try to manipulate and control via fear using, you know, Christian, Christianized retelling rapture stories. And it's amazing to me how many in the new age community got hooked by it um, and hooked by this idea that, you know, Trump was some kind of savior that was going to lead everyone to the fifth dimension. So their interpretation, oh, that's, that's, oh, that's what it is. Oh, that's one of, one of the stories, wow. you know, it depends I'm, on what, whatever your personal belief system is, there's a version of QAnon for you that works for you. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> because, yeah. It's like the multi-level marketing of cults, right? Wow. I, maybe I should look into, I just was like, nope, that's not, yeah. Like, nope. But wow, amazing. I felt tasked to debunk it. No, and thank you. Somebody had. Somebody had to. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> yeah. And there were a lot. Uh, so yeah. many people. There are still a lot. It really yes. hasn't gone away because, you know, the belief systems are still there. But that that 5D ascension story right. is that you know the good high vibe people are going to go to the good place right wow and the normies who didn't get red pilled and can't deal with you know right. um raising their consciousness are going to just exist in hell so i mean it's just a retelling of the rapture right That's so <laughs> so, weird. right yeah and well, then there's this whole there the whole there are channels who are supposedly channeling Pleiadians with all of this 5D ascension, all of these stories that are so um, completely ungrounded and disempowering, right? Because yeah. the story always is some other great being is going to come along and save you all. And that not that. That's not what we're doing here. Yeah. So, and, but none of the other beings would tell us that, right? Or I guess maybe there's some that. Oh, there are definitely some trickster okay. beings that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like trickster beings that hang out in the fourth dimension. Okay. Um, that, that just want to create a mess. Okay. Right. But so, so, but okay. So I, I guess the way I could say it is that if, anyone is telling you that anything outside of you is needed for you to change their lying or they're they're trying to trick you i would say they are their own filter believes that oh okay, okay. right because as channels you know we're not just conduits we're also filters you know that as a songwriter Right. Okay. It comes through you, but it comes through your beautiful, very specific consciousness. Okay. Which is the filter okay. for what you're <laughs> accessing. Right. So for me, it's the same. My fil so as my filter and awareness shifts and grows, 
my channeling changes, right? Like my first understanding of reascension, and I like to call it reascension because we didn't start in the third dimension, right? We started as source energy. We started yeah. as the highest. Well, we've already been as high as you can get. Like we yeah. just are. That's the truth of who we are. Yeah. Reascension is first. I thought, oh, I see. Humans and Earth are going to travel to the fifth dimension together. But right. I really logically yeah, could yeah. not figure out how that fucking was going to happen, right? Yeah, like, yeah, there was yeah. no... Now I'm like, oh, I see. <laughs> we are integrating a fifth dimensional consciousness. And the way to do that is by healing trauma that sits in our lower chakra systems that prevents us from accessing our fifth dimensional consciousness. Yes. Right. So it's this very embodied healing work that's happening within each of us. And then it's also happening for the planet. Right. So there is a fifth dimensional consciousness already existing within the third dimensional consciousness of Earth that will emerge as that consciousness will emerge through us. So I see us all right now as somewhere on the the line of having blended right. third and fifth dimensional identities and consciousnesses oh, in our yeah. own bodies, right? So I'm yeah. very aware when I'm more Nora, and I'm very aware when I am more my higher self, right? And right. then I'm very aware when I'm operating in this very kind of blended way where uh, Nora is allowing the support of my higher self to take me and that's that's what you're talking about with the synchronicities and all the magic right it's that blending of these identities yeah that's cool yeah so i guess what oh sorry were you gonna say something we can keep going i mean i'm noticing the time and we're so good with oh yeah do you have to go i have nowhere to be okay well i'll just i'll just ask you a few more questions um uh, if that's okay. Take, yeah, take your time. I have nowhere to be and I don't well, feel like we're done yet. So Okay, cool. Yeah, me neither. I guess um like do you it see I I really um that resonates with me a lot. <laughs> I feel like the feel like the journey or the process of healing trauma mm-hmm. I feel like is a little bit maybe confusing for some people. Mm-hmm. Can you explain like is that meditating and or therapy therapy yeah i'm a huge advocate of traditional third dimensional ways uh healing trauma yeah i think the i so i've developed um energetic process for the healing of trauma okay that I can share with you. It's because it's very simple and quick to do. And it's something I freely give to anybody that I possibly can. Okay. Cool. So it is the foundation of my operate from joy belief system, which cool. is right. So if you have trauma sitting in your lower chakras, more often than not, we are operating from our trauma, right? Yes. Unless we put our conscious attention on what we're actually feeling, work with our feeling states and gain clarity. And then, We can get more specific on what we're operating from. And that affects then what we experience in our lives. That affects our reality and how we experience reality, right? So even this belief on our identities as creator beings has shifted 
shifted in me a bit over the last year or so. I would say, you know, going back a few years, I would have said, oh, yeah, every single one of us are creating every single moment we experience within the context of <clears throat> collective humanity and collective consciousness and everything is a collaboration and a co-creation and, right, you're never a victim, right? I would always say you're never a victim. Yeah. I really can't say that in good conscience any longer, that you're never a victim. There are absolutely victims out in this world. And when I trained in child sexual abuse prevention, which I did in my 20s prior to becoming a channel and a healer, you know, I was trained that the first thing you say to a child who is sexually abused is, I am very sorry that happened to you. And that is absolutely the appropriate thing to say to anyone who has experienced trauma, to honor that moment when they are a victim. Because the victimhood, the victim role is real. It is not an illusion is a real right. experience on planet Earth. And again, that goes to our earlier conversation about suffering, right? So if you're creating everything, then you're never a victim, then my suffering is all good, right? Yeah. And then you're just high. You're not yeah. in your body dealing with your stuff. Yeah. So I... I was, I, I don't even remember how this, I think it just came out in a transmission one day. I was, we were talking about trauma. The Pleiadians were sharing about trauma and they gave me this process for the facilitation of uh, transmuting untransmuted trauma, specifically untransmuted trauma from other lifetimes. Okay. So when we activate past life trauma, that can be difficult to deal with in a traditional therapeutic setting because most traditional therapists aren't talking about reincarnation and past lives and right. So this process can work on facilitating trauma from, from this life, certainly, but it also then goes to helping with other lifetime trauma that's still affecting us in this lifetime that we're still using as a driver for the creation of our reality. So it's a, a system I've given the acronym of FOL, feel, observe, accept, and love, right? So the first cool. step is you give yourself permission to just feel whatever it is that wants to be felt in your body, emotionally, physically, mentally, even though those aren't really feelings, I still include mentally because boy, our heads, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our heads give me a, a conga trauma train <laughs> into yeah. infinity, right? Yeah. So sure. energetically. So the first, so you just feel fully without judgment that which there is to be felt. So there are no good emotions. There are no bad emotions. There's just, ah, uh, this is what I'm feeling. Right. So sadness, anger, these are not lower vibrations. These are not lower emotions. They're just feelings like everything else. Right. And then the second step is to begin observing yourself as you're feeling. So when you start to observe, that's the bringing of the fifth dimensional consciousness online from within, i.e. support, greater support. So you're feeling and yet observing yourself in the supporting space, which then allows you to go into total self-acceptance. I am perfect exactly as I am feeling whatever it is I am feeling right in this moment. I accept myself exactly as I am, which then begins an automatic transmission of unconditional love that starts to run in the field. And that's the, the, the healing piece, right? This is yeah. the, the trauma transmuting piece. It then 
starts to replicate and it goes to all of these other yous on all of these other timelines and all of all of these other lifetimes that experienced similar events and similar trauma and those past life versions receive healing they could not receive in that life for one reason or another which then affects you in this moment moving forward right then you're able to more easily operate from joy as yeah. opposed to anxiety right right yeah, that's, that's my, that's my one. Anxiety? anxiety. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me which too. It's weird because it's not, it, it's not mine. That's a, th- I mean, uh, whatever, but I, I would just say, um, I'm just experience. I am like a sponge, just like, yes. just a sponge. And I have somebody else's feelings in my stomach because mm. I don't even, yeah, I have. N- it's yeah. I would like someday to get rid of that. Uh, or you know. I would say, you know, for you, <laughs> you're very empathic. Absolutely right. So you feel other people's feelings as if they are your own. Yes. And cannot then <laughs> differentiate between sometimes actually what is Bonnie's and what is someone else's. Yeah. No, I cannot. <laughs> Or I, yeah, I don't always. <laughs> you do it in part because you desire to be of service because you're a healer. Yeah. Which you are clearly healer, guide, musician, right? Activist, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all of it. You're yeah. all of that. And that doesn't mean you have to go learn Reiki and put your hands on somebody, right? You're a healer just as you are, Bonnie. Yeah. Use the analogy for yourself of shifting from being a vacuum cleaner to a leaf blower, right? Because you are walking around hoovering up (laughs) all the caca all around you, right? Because you want to fix it, but you cannot fix other people's shit in your own body, right? It just makes you want to leave, right? It makes us all want to just disassociate and go sit on a cloud. I'm going to write that down. Leaf blower. That's so cool. I Thank you so much. That is awesome because I do want, I don't, I don't want people. I, I just see, I know people don't even realize that they're spinning out and I just right. like want to just like help and stuff, but it's like, it doesn't, it's, it's not helping what I'm doing. I'll say that. Yes. <laughs> it's not well, the way really. you can help is to just breathe some golden light into your crown and your heart and then exhale it out the palms of your hands. Like cool. a leaf blower. Yeah. Do that, that enough. You'll reverse your flow. You won't have to put your attention on it any longer. Okay, cool. I'm going to write that down too. Thank yes. you. Yes. You're also a leaf blower just automatically in your music, right? You can't help but do it there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is, that's also in a weird way or that's like a lot of people like, Oh, look, cause I'm really shy. Like I'm a super shy person and I don't like talking in public and stuff, but, uh, you're so are, good at it. <laughs> thanks. <'Cause laughs> people are like, how do you go on stage if you're shy? And I was like, that's how shy I am. I actually need people to like clap for me. So I know that I'm okay. Like that. It's just an indication of how little I am, not how big I am, but yeah, it's funny. That's, that's my, that's my time to be like, am I okay, guys? Am I okay? Are yeah. We okay? But I don't, yeah, it's getting, this has been a good, I mean, having a 14 months, 16 months from doing that part of my existence is, is, you know, as I'm, 
you know, it's, it's good to be able to see what that did do. And also just, um, that physically, cause I was like, I, yeah, super depressed and just like, Oh, I hate everything. I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll exercise. Maybe I'll, um, run. Maybe I'll do like all these things. And I was like, no, you know, the physical activity you love, it's playing music. Like you can still do that, but I forgot about it. And I was just like, I guess I'll lift weights or just, I had some sense that I was supposed to do something physical, but I couldn't remember what it was, you know? And then when I remembered, I was like, Oh, I love life. Okay. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it's hard. Um, but do you want to, can you talk to me about Atlantis? Because I, that just keeps on coming up and, uh, I was just going there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please. So when you asked earlier about duality. Yeah. So my recollections and then, and it's mostly come from my own memory, but some of this has come through via channeling. Um, my recollections is that the fall of Atlantis was really created by the split between the divine masculine and the divine okay. feminine energies on this world. Oh, that's amazing. That makes so much sense. Thank you. <laughs> so what's happening today is we're, in a, we're actually in a process of reunification. Cool. Right? So even though it looks like there's all this separation and hatred, and there is. That's not new. Yeah. It's been here forever yeah. since the fall of Atlantis. We recently magnified some things so we could see it more clearly. Yeah. And we're in the process now of reunifying. Yeah. I used to perceive that Atlantis fell due to a split between spirituality and science. Oh, okay. Like when I first... When I first started remembering and channeling, what I remembered was those who were doing spiritual work and working with crystals and their own inner technology, right? We're in this big battle with those who were using science and external technology, and there was this battle of power between the white robes and the dark robes and the gray robes were in the middle, right? It was very, that, like, that's, that was my first kind of remembrance of it. But that's all really just a metaphor for the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Wow. And I remember back then, so that's, this was back in early 1997, thinking to myself, uh, I cannot ever dismiss science in this life as a channel. Right. Which is fascinating. Then when the <laughs> pandemic happened, I immediately went into um, like exactly the 3D science of it. Yeah. Hardcore. And I am a huge proponent of alternative forms of healing and medicine, right? Like I had a gallbladder attack six years ago and healed my gallbladder on my own. Oh, wow. Using diet and energy work and yoga and, you know, healing some underlying trauma. When the surgeon was recommending I have surgery, right? I said, no, I'm going to go home and handle this myself, right? So I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of avoiding <laughs> Western yeah. medicine at all costs, actually. Yeah. And I have had terrible experiences with doctors. And, you know, part of I'm that sorry. is just the destruction yeah. of our healthcare in this country due yeah. to the insurance companies and money no. yeah, and corp corporate, yeah. corporate greed, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Bernie. Yeah. Healthcare is a human right. That's it. 
Absolutely. Not a privilege, right? Absolutely. But when, when the pandemic happened, I was like, no, I'm with science all the way on this one, right? Yeah. Like, and that doesn't mean all the scientists know everything yet. No. That's the point of science. It yeah. evolves, right? Yeah. Well, it's, they're, they're the ones doing the work. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they're, they're actually yeah. doing the work on that specific thing. And, and there was other countries and certain precedents set that were like, oh, yeah, there's something else I can check in on. I think, um, yeah, I think that that's fair. <laughs> I think that that's fair to treat. I think it's fair to look at science. It doesn't, and you're, it's also on the 3D experience. Science is right. Like that is, that's not wrong. It is right. It doesn't mean it's the only thing that's right, but it is a thing to look at. Uh, that's how I perceive it at least. Yes. And it's right in the moment until a scientist asks a new question and they find a new answer, right? Yeah. And that's evolution. It's the process of third dimensional evolution. So I expect that our scientific experience here on earth will evolve as we all are integrating our fifth dimensional consciousnesses because it's not only the channels and the healers and the creative types. Everyone is integrating our fifth dimensional consciousness, right? Right. So we're like, we just had the 60 minutes thing on disclosure, right? Yeah. Like, do you have any, um, that's funny. Do you have any sense or have you been told anything about, um, I mean, I just don't, I, about this topic is I don't, I don't, it's not breaking news. It's, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's not anything new, but I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Obviously. It's what's just, new? Yeah. Here's what's new is that the government has finally said, yeah, we don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, <laughs> but as I know. And, but so are they like the shift of reality has started with that? I think there's a shift in reality, which is going to be huge, which is these beings are, uh, don't use, um, science the way we know it and are psychic. And all of these things, everything that, you know, like, do you have a sense, um, that, that this is like, I don't know, I guess positive inherently or evil in, or like, are people gonna be okay? Are, is the government gonna mess this up for everyone? Like, um, I'm just, I think it's such an opportunity for positivity and integration and, um, healing and people to become their true selves and become one. Um, but I'm a little scared, you know, like that. Well, it's being, unfortunately it's being framed uh, as a fear-based narrative. Okay. But it, yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's being like, Oh, this could be something to be afraid of. Right. Yeah. That's what, and that's, you know, pop culture is filled with fear-based narratives. Right. I think that disclosure and reascension have nothing to do with one another. Okay. Okay. However, as we integrate our fifth dimensional consciousness, we will expose ourselves to more um, expansive ideas and understandings about reality and an understanding of ourselves as not just earthlings, but as galactic beings, right? Yeah. Part of a galactic reality. A yeah. universal reality. 
But when I talk about channeling the Pleiadians, I'm not talking to beings who are in physical bodies sitting on another planet. Yeah. Right. And there needs to be, I think, a big distinction that people understand and draw between what is calling itself an extraterrestrial collective, which is really just a guiding force for beings who were once extraterrestrials. Yeah. Right. That's my interpretation of the 12th dimensional Pleiadians that I interact with and engage with. They're not actually Pleiadian. They yeah. are, their energy, their vibration is connected to beings who were at one time physically incarnate as Pleiadians in the Pleiades star system. Right. But I am not in contact with beings in the Pleiades star system, right? Like, I actually yeah. wouldn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> because, and the thing that I am always aware of is if a being has a physical form, then a being has physical needs. Right. So I'm less interested in connecting with aliens and bodies, right? Yeah, than I no, am. I, I can right. understand that. <laughs> and I've had some experiences and memories of, you know, I've certainly seen my share of ships, but I've also seen my share of beings posing as ships, right? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I once saw a Zeta Reticula, gray, gray alien, that's what we know them by, right? Yeah. Standing in the corner of my yard. And I very quickly realized he was a holographic projection. He was not actually physically there. Yeah. And the way I knew he was a holographic projection is because my neighbor's cat ran right through wow. his oh my projection God. and got rid of him for me. <laughs> wow, that is he, incredible. He wasn't here to cause harm. He was observing. And of course, we're being observed by other beings. Yeah. And yeah. frankly, I think most of them really don't want to engage with or interact with the humans on Earth until we um, come together because we're too much in conflict here. Yeah. They don't want to jump in. Yeah. No, we don't seem... Um yeah, I don't think we seem chill or like safe to talk to. I think we seem like really uh, confused, inarticulate, like um, reactive, like also probably emotional. Um, I think all those things might make us look interesting from far away. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we must look really fun from far away, but I think we probably seem really scary from up close. Not like because we're powerful, but just because we're so... Um, reactive and uh you know what, what you just described there was exactly how we experience incarnating right it seems really fun yeah, <laughs> from yeah. far away yeah. and then we get here and we're just freaking terrified yeah. as we're on the roller coaster of emotion that is planet earth totally. <laughs> well i wanna i do uh i i think we're gonna need to have a part two here if that's okay with you yeah um i don't feel like this is uh I feel like this is, we could do this forever. And I would like to have a part two if you are down with that. Absolutely. Uh, cool. Can you um, tell people um, about you and about um, what, it, what you would like to share about you, <laughs> your <laughs> uh, website and such, you know, information on how to find you and uh, reasons why they should find you? 
Yes. So my, my website is Nora. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't quite nailed that one yet. Oh, you know, it's funny. Um, my husband and I are workshopping a podcast right now ourselves. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. We have not launched. It. Yeah. And You'll we're going through this that. workshopping thing yeah. and like, right. <laughs> Yeah, at some points we're just like, oh no, this like, no, we can't like stop interrupting me, right? Like, we, if we put out into the world right now, I mean, some of it is so great. Some of it is just fighting. The two of us fighting about how to actually do a podcast. I think that that's important content too. That sounds amazing. Oh. I would totally listen to that. Yes, we'll include the fighting, or okay. at least some of it. Yeah, yeah it's funny because you know we're so we're all, we're so programmed not to engage in conflict and not to fight right and yes Ron and I have definitely um found fighting when done in a healthy way right oh healthy. yeah yeah it's so useful yeah so incredibly useful for sure yeah yeah for sure I haven't yet uh found that type of relationship uh but I'm mm. excited to mm. <laughs> yeah or the type where you can like you want to uh grow uh with someone and fight with them because you want them to grow <laughs> yeah we can talk about this in part two he, yeah he and I, for sure he and i've been together for 22 years oh, so wow. we yeah we have done a lot of fighting yeah. and growing <laughs> yeah i would love to talk about that for sure yeah okay so to find me uh my website is noraherald.com i don't need to spell it right because you'll have it yes, somewhere in the yeah okay good yeah. and i'm available for uh a limited number of private sessions a month but i also do uh broadcasts usually twice monthly uh transmissions and lectures and group sessions where you know i'll spend a good half hour to 45 minutes in direct voice channeling and then i take questions from the attendees and those are always a lot of fun and then i'm on facebook and twitter and instagram and there aren't many nora heralds in the world so i'm pretty easy to find yeah cool and youtube right i've got a oh, youtube channel cool well thank you so very much uh for coming here to this podcast um and um, I'm going to stop this and then I'm going to talk to you and we can keep talking. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Bonnie, so much for having me. Uh, you are a light and a beauty and I love you. I love you too. Thank you. Thank you.